Hi folks, welcome to this latest episode of the Physical Education Podcast. Before we get going with today's topic, I want to tell you about my upcoming Complete Back Pain Relief 8-week online program. So it's a group online coaching program where we'll work together to resolve your pain once and for all. Now, if you've been following my work uh, for a while, you'll know that pain can be caused by, by tons and tons of different factors. You know, It may be nutritional, it may be mechanical, it may be movement-based, it may be emotional, and uh, you know, among many, many other things. And most importantly, it's likely caused by a unique combination of some or all of these factors. Now, simply put, what this means is that treating the root cause of back pain requires us to start with a very broad view of things in order to accurately zoom in um, on the exact issue. Now, too many therapies and therapists go into their assessments of you with their own biases and a specific lens through which they, they look at the problem. So for example, you know, a chiropractor is a chiropractor, a physio is a physio, an acupuncturist is an acupuncturist and so on. And they, they bring a certain amount of baggage generally and a certain lens to look at things through. Now, this coaching program is designed to specifically avoid this and to deliver a viable, practical and lasting solution to your pain all while educating and empowering you, empowering you to take control of things, which I think is the most important. Now, this is intended for ambitious and health-conscious people who have a thirst for the truth, which is really, really important, and who are willing to put in the work to get better. Now, if this sounds like you, I will do everything in my power to assist you in your journey of recovery. To sign up or to learn more, I've included a link in the show notes, or you can go to thebackpaincoach.net forward slash courses. Now, my next course starts on August 4th, but they'll be running every eight to 10 weeks. So that's fine if you miss this one. The course costs 695 euro, or you can do two payments of 395, and it comes with a 100% money back guarantee. Basically, the terms of that, if, if you're not in pain, if you're, if you're not pain free after eight weeks, you can get your money back. It's that simple. I'm not interested in wasting your time. I'm interested in helping you and in revolutionizing the treatment of chronic back pain. So that's my quick announcement for today. Be sure to check that out if you're ready to tackle the problem for good and get back to the life that you want to live. So today I'm going to talk about the value of being wrong or more accurately, the importance of recognizing and growing from being wrong. Now, I can talk about all of the various little factors and tweaks and changes that I made to my life to overcome my own pain, but none of these happened without my ability to admit that I was wrong about something before and then to keep searching for the truth. And I think a key ingredient to overcoming pain is a desire for the truth. And this is something that I only realized recently. And I think it's necessary to be able to recognize when we're wrong, to accept this, and most importantly, to, con to confront the discomfort of re-embarking on the journey towards truth. So this is what we're going to be talking about today. And let me make my point a bit clearer with a practical example from my own journey. So at some point in my recovery, I learned of the importance of nutrition and diet in relation to pain, and I started playing around with my diet. And I, went, I personally went down the paleo 
and low carb rabbit hole and got a lot of positive results initially. So I bought into the whole idea because it, you know, it sounded good and it sounded accurate and I was getting results or more accurately, I was getting what appeared to be positive results. But eventually this way of eating came at a cost to my health. And the specifics of what, what I was eating don't really matter for the purpose of this podcast. The point is, I believed that I had discovered the answer to my pain. You know, I believed that I discovered the best nutritional approach. It made perfect sense, it sounded convincing, it, it resonated with me and all this, but my, my results didn't align with my beliefs. So, you know, I could have talked your ear off about the benefits of restricting carbohydrates and how the paleo diet, you know, was the perfect human diet. And I could convincingly and confidently give you the whole spiel. And I believed every word of it, but I was wrong. The fact is, all of it had been a very convincing story that I had been, that I had been told and that I had bought into and that appeared to be true initially, but ultimately it was not true. And this is likely a really common experience that people have when navigating the complex world of health and nutrition. But what happens next is, is really what's most important. I had to question everything that I believed to be true. And it might sound a bit trivial, but when you've been in pain for many years and you find something that helps and it completely changes your view of the world, but then it turns out to be untrue or at least only partially true, it can be a really, really tough pill to swallow. And for those who are unfamiliar, um, online nutritional dogma can be like, it's like borderline religious fanaticism. Everyone has a strong opinion about everything. And if you don't agree, then you're a heretic and you're quote, not doing it right. And if you have an adverse experience from following the gospel, then it's something wrong with you. You know, it's not with the infallible rules of the nutritional ideology. In any case, it's hard to confront, to confront the fact that your worldview may be wrong and that you may have been mistaken about something that felt so true. In my case, I could have tried to convince myself that I just wasn't doing the right thing and I just needed to work harder. And I could have not questioned the authorities and gurus of my nutritional ideology. And this is where a lot of people seem to get stuck. And my general theory of why this happens is that people are in a vulnerable and depleted state usually when this happens. And you know, you can imagine, or perhaps you, perhaps you have firsthand experience of this, but you know, you're in pain, you're confused, you're fed up and you're desperate for an answer. Then you stumble upon this new way of doing things and it all makes sense and it sounds really convincing and it sounds like it's the answer to your problems. And usually it's a very clear template of how, how to get better. It's almost like a prescription. Now, for example, a generalized template for a paleo approach would be to eat meat and vegetables and unprocessed foods. And that's really, really simple to grasp and you don't have to think about it too much. You're essentially being told what to do. So you don't really have to think for yourself, which can come as a huge relief due to the amount of stress you're already under. So I suspect that people in this vulnerable state, they get caught up in following a prescriptive approach to diet or to life, and they can feel like they're doing the right thing and they're on the right track, but they don't have to actually think for themselves. So confronting the reality that you may have been wrong and what you've been following is actually untrue or unsuitable for your needs requires you to think for yourself. It requires energy and effort at a time when you're likely low on energy and worn out from everything you've been through. And in my case, I had to do this repeatedly. 
I repeatedly had to reevaluate my beliefs and assumptions about the world. And one of the greatest lessons I learned from this was to not plant my flag, so to speak, on anything too soon. And I talked about this a couple of episodes ago, and it's the problem with aligning your, yourself with a specific modality or thought process or movement that keeps you closed off from other things and that gives you a vested interest in that particular thing. So to illustrate my point with somewhat of an extreme case, if you take uh, Dave Asprey, for example, if you don't know him, he runs the company, The Bulletproof Executive, and he's probably most famous for making bulletproof coffee and popularizing the idea of putting uh, butter in your coffee and uh, drinking that instead of eating breakfast. So he's a big, really big low carb advocate in the nutrition world. And he's also uh, fairly active in the world of biohacking. And he earns a living and sells products that are reliant and dependent on a very specific view of the world. And so the legitimacy of a a lot of his ideas and products is dependent on the claim that uh, sugar is bad. And this, this is just to sort of oversimplify things. Now, he realistically can't or is highly unlikely to go against his beliefs. Now, whether he is right or wrong, it's not really about that. But he has a very strong vested interest in his ideas. And I believe, I personally believe he is so wrong. And he has a very, you know, he's tremendously wrong about so many things. And this is just to be clear, coming from someone who used to follow him religiously at the peak of my whole paleo thing. I followed him, I listened to his podcast until it further cost me my health. And I was forced to confront the reality that something was wrong. But I was able to do this without harming my reputation or harming my income or harming my place in the social hierarchy. He probably can't do that. You know, if he changes his mind and if he opens his eyes to the information that disproves his claims, and there is plenty of that information, you know, if he that's not going to sit well with him and he's going to be in a bit of a pickle, so to speak. And again, my point isn't about him specifically or his ideas specifically. He's one of many people like that, but it's about the dangers of standing behind a specific idea in a way that makes it hard to admit when you're wrong and hard to grow from this. And when you consider how many nutritional ideologies there are, how many health strategies and approaches, how many exercise philosophies and styles, how many movement schools, how many therapeutic schools and modalities and so on and so forth, when you consider how many of those there are, no matter how highly you think of yourself and no matter how smart you think you are, and no matter how smart you actually are, there is a really good chance that you're wrong about some things. And that's what I became fascinated with, with how wrong I had been in the past and how confident I had been in my previous beliefs. Now, luckily, I never allowed myself to get too deeply entrenched that I couldn't move on from this. I was also fascinated by how some things work for some people while, while they didn't work for others. And you'll see this all the time, and you may have actually given this kind of advice to someone or heard it from someone close to you. And it goes something like this. They'll say, I had back pain and I went to my chiropractor and he fixed it and I'm fine now. Therefore, you should go to a chiropractor. The problem is, for many people, they'll go to the chiropractor and get absolutely no benefit or they'll get temporary relief, but the problem keeps coming back and they'll need to go every few weeks for, quote, maintenance. But the truth here is that 
chiropractic seems to work for some people sometimes. And seeing this pattern repeatedly in all aspects of health, exercise, the treatment of pain, even in the wider, wider world, in, in political and societal issues, you, you see this kind of thing. You see different sides and opposing ideas, but you see a degree of truth to both sides, usually. And that's what became my focus when learning, um, you know, when learning about my health and about the treatment of pain, is about finding the piece of truth that lies in a larger and flawed system. Because I can't think of many or any health systems or ideas that are perfect or flawless. They all work for some people sometimes. So they're all getting something right, you know, at least some of the time. So what is that? So what I sought out to do was to understand health and pain well enough that I could understand why those, why those things work. So I could understand the plausible reasons why a chiropractic adjustment or treatment worked for this person, but it didn't work for the next. And the advice I would have for you is to shine a mirror on your own affiliations, so to speak. You know, we all align ourselves with certain teams or certain groups. And which camp do you fall in? Are you vegan? Are you paleo? Are you low carb? Are you carnivore? Are you one of those, you know, everything in moderation people who doesn't take it too seriously? You know, what beliefs do you have about health, about wellness, about exercise, about politics, about the structure of society and so on and so forth? Where do you align yourself? And where might you be wrong? And where are the opposing ideologies getting things right? Can you recognize what your opposition is doing right? And how might that clash with your own ideas? And perhaps a more important question to start with is, are you willing to accept that you might be wrong? Are you willing to change your mind if presented with more accurate information? Or are you emotionally attached or even financially attached to a specific idea? And to help this make a bit more sense, a common scenario with pain might be that you, you, know, you believe in a structural model of pain. So perhaps you've had low back pain and you've only ever gone down a traditional medical route so you got x-rays, they showed a disc herniation, and this was diagnosed as the cause of your pain, and so you got surgery to, quote, fix the problem, but now the pain is still there. So the problem, according to the doctor and according to the x-rays, has been fixed, but you're still in pain. So you've spent a lot of money on this, you put your faith in the, in the doctor and in, in the medical system, and understandably, you bought into that whole idea. But now, now the results are not in alignment with your beliefs. Your beliefs are incongruent with your lived experience. And this, or something resembling this, is a, is a major turning point for many people. And it's the start of many people's journey towards true healing. But many others will not actually question any of this and will continue to buy into the beliefs that don't align with reality, which ultimately will make it impossible for them to find the truth and to find a lasting solution. And this is what I meant at the start when ultimately my recovery was about finding the truth. Because what happens next is sort of, it's anyone's guess. In my case, nutrition played a major role and so did movement and reconnecting with my body. But for you, it may be different. And there are many, really many, many ways for a person to find relief. And that's the thing I keep saying. I've said it many times. There are about 20 million different types of solution to your problem. But the key is, how do you navigate them? And I suggest that you navigate them by making the truth 
your goal. Have allegiance only to the truth. And this sounds, it sounds so simple. And as I'm saying it, it kind of sounds a bit too simple. But as far as I can tell, people need to hear this and they perhaps haven't really been hearing this. It's a powerful shift in perspective and hopefully it's part of a light bulb moment and turning point in your own recovery. So that's it for today's episode. As always, I hope you found it thought-provoking and enlightening. I would really highly, highly recommend that you start scrutinizing your affiliations and your beliefs. I'd encourage you to put everything under a microscope and ask yourself how flexible you are with your thinking. You know, where have you planted your flag? Which team are you on? Uh, You know, what do you have an unwavering belief in? And are you willing to change your mind on that? And the thing is, you don't, you don't necessarily have to change your mind. You may be right. You may have gotten everything right in your life. And if so, that's brilliant. I'm really happy for you. It's quite unlikely. But if you do this, you'll, you know, you'll only know if you're right, if you take the time to actually scrutinize things. So ask yourself if you're willing to forget everything you think you know about health and about life. Because until I was willing to do that, I, I was not going to get better. Because where I've come to now is so radically, radically different from where I was a few years ago. And if the me from five, six, seven years ago had met the me from now and we had discussed beliefs about health and habits and all this kind of stuff, we would have argued a lot and disagreed with one another. But without questioning myself and without just being open to information and just being having allegiance to the truth. You know, it didn't, I didn't care what team I was on as long as I was on the team that knew the truth, so to speak. And it's not about teams, but I think it's so, so necessary. And this is something that you know, really underpins change. It's how you actually get through. It's how you know to use, you know, chiropractic or acupuncture or physio or exercise or whatever. Because like I said, everything works sometimes for some people, but the way you're going to figure that out is by being honest with yourself and questioning and digging and digging and deep digging and not getting ahead of yourself and not planting your flag on one specific idea. So as always, uh, all of these questions that I mentioned uh, earlier and just there um, are in the show notes. So be sure to go through those and engage in this process of growth with first and foremost, and allegiance to the truth. That's the most important. So thank you for listening and I will see you in the next episode. Have a great day. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Physical Education Podcast. If you're the kind of person who likes to help others, then share this with someone in need. If you found value in the information here, they will too. So please share this in whatever way you can. If you have any questions, you can email me directly at pa at thebackpaincoach.net. I may even use your question for a future podcast episode. If you'd like more information to help you overcome pain, be sure to follow The Back Pain Coach on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube, and to join my newsletter. The major turning points in my own recovery have come from changes in perception and through learning more about myself. I believe that we can help others by sharing information that expands their minds. Finally, I'd greatly appreciate if you could leave a positive review on iTunes or Stitcher so that others may find this information and you can play a positive role in their healing journey. Thanks again for listening.